straight from the boardroom to the microphone. I'm April Garcia, and this is The Spark, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is The Spark. Today we're talking about money, money, money. I'll give you six ways to get out of money's way. Things like changing your association with money, identifying your story around money, and understanding how your self-worth can get in the way of your money. I'm April Garcia, a business advisor, performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. So we talk about our twisted relationship with money, and many of us have it. We got a lot of baggage around money, and it comes from a variety of different places. But I've talked to enough people about this. I've talked to enough clients about this, and I've made it a personal study that I want to talk to you about it. And I want to peel back the onion, the relationship that you have with money, maybe some reasons why you have that relationship, and let's change it because you get to decide the relationship you have with money. And I want to be really clear on that. You get to decide. We can't just say, yeah, I've got baggage related to money. I've got these weird things from my childhood. I've got these weird ideas around money and just shrug our shoulders and tap out. No, no, no. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to change the relationship that you have with money. Make it a loving, wonderful relationship, an excited relationship. Hey, honey, I'm home. I want to give you a big hug kind of relationship. And yep, that is absolutely possible. But first, let's bury the hatchet with money. Let's put it behind us so we can finally be friends. So let's start with this. How do you feel about money? I mean, really, not just yeah, I like it. I mean, it's cool. But I mean, how do you really feel about money? M-O-N-E-Y. So today, this came up a lot on my coaching calls. And what I would do is I would ask people, hey, I'm going to say this word. I'm going to say a word. You don't know what it is. You don't know about the context. I'm going to say the word and you're going to shout out the very first thing you think of. Then I pause for dramatic effect and I yell, money. What do people yell back? What do you think they yell back? And whatever you're guessing they yell back has been shaped by your story, by your experience with money. So if you were in a quiet place, if you were in a quiet place in your head and I yelled money, which I just did, I guess, what was the first thing that popped in your head? So for some people, people today in my coaching call, some people yelled back opportunity or yes, please. Those all make sense, right? But a lot of people yell different answers, like greedy or selfish. And I had more than one person answer with shameful. So I took another lap at my approach and said, okay, I'm going to say a second word. What pops in your mind? And the word was, pausing for dramatic effect, rich. Rich. What did people say? Some people said, yes, please. 
I got a couple of fist pumps, hell yeah. But I got some other things too. Again, greedy, opportunist, taking advantage of. What's the most common thing I heard? Filthy. Filthy. So I wanted to explore that a little bit better. What does filthy mean? Well, a quick Google search tells me, disgustingly dirty. Many of us associate being rich with disgustingly dirty. But here's the rub. Here's where it gets complicated. How many of us want to be rich? How many people on my call today actually were there because they wanted to understand how to make more money, how to be more successful, how to build bigger revenue in their business, how to take home a bigger paycheck, send their kids to school, pay for additional endeavors that were near and dear to their hearts, fund nonprofits, a lot of them. Yet the first word they thought of when Rich came up was filthy. So as you can imagine, this gets complicated, right? I want this. I really, really desire it. I spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I feel dirty about it. I feel filthy about it. Now, maybe you have similar hangups about money, similar baggage, and maybe you don't. And there were some people on my calls today that didn't have any baggage around it. Let me rephrase that. It's not that they didn't have any baggage around it. It's that they'd already dealt with their baggage. We've all got baggage around uh, finances, about, about a lot of things, right? We've all got those stories. Some of them are our own. Some of them have been inherited from our family, from, from bosses, from influential people in our lives, maybe even someone that we looked up to, like a, a public figure, a role model. We've got baggage from that. And that's okay, as long as we recognize it. And most importantly, it's not just about knowing it, but it's about changing it. Because again, we've got the power over this. And I want to bring this full circle because there's something that comes up a lot when you talk about money. And though it's something that I've, I've read numerous books on, had multiple conversations on, hundreds if not thousands of conversations, I've made it a, a study. It's, it's really, there's the science of money, just like there's the science of achievement, there's the science of money. But there is a book that I think does a fantastic job of talking about this topic that I've been talking about for years. And when I read this piece in her book, I thought, oh, so perfectly put. Jen Sincero, the author of You're a Badass and You're a Badass at Making Money, that's, that's specifically the book I'm talking about. She talks about how people frame money in the light of, yeah, but there's more noble pursuits than this. Like, don't like money too much. Don't focus too much on money because, yeah, money's nice, but there's more important things like relationships, spirituality, volunteerism, all sorts of other stuff. So don't get too focused on money. But here's the thing. What does that have to do with the other thing? I mean, we don't have to necessarily put these softeners in or these disclaimers when we're pursuing money because those things, is a relationship more important than money? Yes. Is a relationship with your partner or your family or your kids more important than money? Absolutely. Let me ask you, what's the one thing that takes you away from your partner and your kids? Most likely Monday through Friday, nine to five, maybe more, maybe less. What's the one thing? Your job. And some of us are working because we love what we do. And hats off to you when you're doing it because you're passionate and you could see no other way. But many people are out there working very hard at jobs, working very hard to get a paycheck, and it absolutely affects their relationships. So to say, hey, we shouldn't be focusing on money, we shouldn't be focusing on the pursuit of money or the science of money, 
really, I think, is doing us a huge disservice. It's okay to say, I want money. It's okay to say, I want to live in financial abundance so I can be the best me I can be. And it's not just about being the best me. Because what happens is when you live into your full self, when you show up as the best version of you, everything about you, every spoke in your wheel is better. You show up differently in social situations. You are able to contribute to causes that you care about. You can meet someone that's really struggling and and help them in some significant way, whether it's helping send veterans to a cause that will completely change their perspective and change their world. You get to do that. If it's helping, you know, at-risk youth go to college, you're able to do that. If it's you have a family member that's fallen on hard times, maybe there's been a loss in the family or a job loss, you're able to step in and influence that because of money. So though I'm not saying, hey, we got to love money and it's what it's all about. If you are a human being and you're walking around, you're using money, you're using resources, and so I, I want to call that out just because that that happens a lot in our society. It is completely socially acceptable to show up at a barbecue. Okay, imagine you're at a barbecue and you're sitting there, you're hanging out, you're really excited, you love the blue cheese that they stuffed into the burger patties, you cannot wait to take a bite. You're sitting next to Al and Al starts to complain about his job. He's complaining about what a jerk his boss is or how lazy his employees are. And let's take it a step further. He can't wait for retirement. He can't wait to get out of the rat race. Oh, God, this rat race. I'm exhausted. It's terrible. I can't, I can't stand going to work every day. I'm working for the weekend. I mean, how, you know, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Whew, because I hated what I did Monday through Friday. That's okay, right? Have you heard those kinds of conversations at barbecues? That's okay. People talk about that stuff. So what, what does it look like if someone says, Hey, you know, man, money's tight right now. How about you with the Christmas holidays? Things are really, really tight. It's We're struggling to make some ends meet. We'll, we'll get through it, but it's tight. That's okay. It's okay to be standing there and talk about the mountain of student debt that you're under. That's okay. Or how big your mortgage payment is. You can talk about your financial struggles. You can talk about your struggles with work. That's socially acceptable. What happens if you show up to the same barbecue? You're sitting next to Al, who's working for the weekend, and you're sitting next to Tara, who's struggling under mountain of student debts, and you start talking about how bad you want to be a millionaire, and you go on and on, and 30 minutes go by, and you are fired up, man. You are on your soapbox. You are talking about, I can't wait for that 10000 a month in passive income. Man, I'm setting up my funnels, and I've got this going on, and I've got that all. I've got it all worked out, right? How do people see you? Is that information received well? Or are you judged? Do you become sort of the pariah at the barbecue? Oh, well, she's really focused on money. She only only cares about money. She's greedy. She's this, she's that. It's very easy in our society just because we've put a lot of baggage around it to be looked down upon because you're saying, hey, this is a way to make money. This is a way to make money. And someone can say in the same breath how bad they hate their job and then follow it up with, hey, you over there trying to make money. It's not all about money. And they don't see the irony. But there is irony. There absolutely is. And here's the thing. Not everybody has to pursue money. But I believe that if you're looking for your best life, your best self, and you want to progress and you want to contribute to the world, It is much easier to contribute to the world when you have resources and that's all money is. It's transparent. It's not good or bad. It's an amplifier of who you already are. So if you are a good person, 
It just gives you far more resources to be good. It allows you to do what you want and how you want it. You've got so many options and you're not painted into a corner. Does it solve all things? No, but it makes it a lot easier. And again, when good people have money, when good people have resources like this, they do good things with it. If you look at the biggest contributors, well, they tend to have the most money. When you look at people who are supporting, you look at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they have a lot of money. They give a lot of money. And that's not to diminish the amount of philanthropy that they've done. It's phenomenal. But it's because they've got resources and they went out and created those resources and now they're giving them away. And I want us to be able to do that too. And so we surround ourselves with causes that we believe in. We we start programs. We arrange for people to go to school. We do different things. We're able to take care of our family because it's not just about, I want a bunch of money so I can get a jet. It's usually not that. It's something so much more than that. So we talk about the baggage, right? We talk about the words that we associate with money. So let's talk about some exercises around that. So what what can we do to kind of get to the bottom? Again, peel back that that onion of how we feel about money and then what are we going to do about it? Today, as I worked through this process with my clients, I had them write down, what's a few reasons why you want money? Tell me why you want it. And that was a pretty easy one, right? People could jot a few things down. Yeah, we all know why we want money. Okay. So where was the second one? Tell me why you deserve money. And then that got real different. It got real quiet. Deserve. Because deserve taps into something else. Worth. Are we worth money? And how much is enough? How much money are we really worth? It's not always about the value that we're bringing to the marketplace, the value we're bringing to our home, to our businesses. Sometimes that conjures up all sorts of yucky self-worth things, which many people struggle with. So we got to get to the bottom of why we deserve money. And again, value we're bringing, the value we're bringing to whatever entity that is, is so important. But so much of it is about getting out of our own way because we're often our biggest hurdle. We think it's this person over here. It's our, it's our partner. It's our boss. It's our friends. It's our family. We're the hurdle. We're the one person. Our, our thought process, our actions, that's the only one, literally the only one we can control. We can't even control our kids that well. Because honestly, they've got free will. So as much as I may want to have my daughter use napkins, invariably, her hands get wiped on her pants every time I can be telling her in the process, make sure you use your napkin. And she wipes it on her pants every time, every time. So can I control her? No. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be kind of the, the bumpers in her bowling lane and kind of try to get her back on track. But ultimately, she's got free will. I'm going to tear up as best as I can, but there's nobody we can truly control except ourselves. And again, we'll control ourselves and condition ourselves to have a better relationship with money. Here's the third question I asked about money. What did your parents teach you about money? And it doesn't have to be a parent. It can be just someone who's very influential in your life. We had lessons taught to us, even when the adult didn't realize they were teaching us lessons. We were getting lessons about money at a very early age. So take a few minutes to think about what lessons you were taught as a kid about money. And I'll give you some context because there's quite a few interesting ones that came up today. So for some, 
as they thought hard about what their parents taught them about money, one of my one of my clients said that other people have it. That was the lesson. It wasn't his to have, and it wasn't his family's to have. It's just that other people were going to have it. One person, when I said, what did your parents teach you about money? He paused for a long time and he answered, nothing. They taught me nothing about money. And some of the lessons we may have even got from TV. We got them from our social situation. But one that I hear a lot was that money corrupts people. Money ruins relationships. Money ruins friendships. And so can you see how if these are the things that you've been exposed to, if these are the lessons that you learned about money, that it's going to influence you? One of the gals that I spoke with this morning um, said her earliest memory of money, which she hadn't even really remembered very clearly until this prompt, was sitting in a, a parking lot. She was in the passenger seat, and her mom had just gone in and got a payday loan. And she was crying, and she felt powerless. And her mom was just devastated. Um, She was too young to understand the story behind it, but she was struggling, obviously. Had to go get this, you know, high interest rate loan. Not an ideal situation. Probably felt like she had, you know, hit a really tough spot. And here was her daughter picking up all the lessons. And so she started to associate money with pain and money with fear. And so to this day, you know, fast forward, now she's all grown up. And she's created this great life for herself. And she's, you know, especially recently become uh, very successful. But she still has a fear over money, that money leaves, that money is hard to get, but easy to leave. And she'd never connected it to this experience in her life. But now that she has, this is the awesome part, guys. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Now that she knows, she can tell herself a different story about what happened. She can reframe that differently because for so many of us, our rock bottom is just our leverage. That's all it is. It's a really good reason to get better. That's a very compelling why. Because what she may not know is that moment for her mother might have been her rock bottom. And that may have been when she finally pushed off from rock bottom and she said, no more, never again. I'm going to take care of this. I'm never going to be in this position again. So it's all in the stories that we tell ourselves about what happened, and now she's got the power to reframe that experience. I had another person this morning that was talking about how when he was very young that his mother um, his mother and father had separated young and that they lived fairly close by, and his mother had tasked him with the responsibility of going to get the child support payment. And I guess he went pretty frequently, weekly if not daily, So he was tasked with going, as a small child, going to his father to ask for the money. And this was a huge responsibility. And a lot of times the father didn't have it. Or he was struggling with making the payment. Or maybe said some choice words about the frustration around paying it. So you can see how he would grow up with a with a lot of baggage around money, with with some serious hang-ups around around money. And by the nature of what the money was for, it'd be very easy for that to lend itself to self-worth issues as well. And so you can go on. And again, these people have gone on and created very successful lives for themselves, but they're still battling these things. And when we know it and we kind of uncover this thing and we say, okay, here's this thing that happened. 
and this actually did really shape the way I look at money, then again, we've got the power to change it. That's awesome. When we discover it, and sometimes it's painful to discover it because none of us really want to admit these things. I mean, most of us don't. But then when we do, that's when everything gets real. That's when we've got the power to shift that. So I would encourage you, listener, to take some time to think about your relationship with money. Maybe it's, I've got a relationship with money, I've got a good relationship with money, but my partner spends it all. That's a common one that comes up. So maybe it's around that. Maybe it's around, I grew up hearing my mom and dad fight about money all the time. So I thought that money, you know, put strained on relationships. Or here's the one, at least in my generation growing up, I don't know if this is still said all the time, but constantly I heard money doesn't grow on trees. Money's hard to come by. And it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I mean, money doesn't grow on trees and it's hard to come by. Then we think we have to work really, really hard to make money. But as I had someone tell me today in one of my calls, she goes, but then again, I've seen people work really, really hard for little to no money. So the work, the effort isn't necessarily correlated with the money, is it? So let's follow it up with another exercise. Let's follow it up with what we're going to tell ourselves about money. We've got some observations, right? Like, do I deserve money? Am I worthy of money? Okay. Well, what's some of the things I learned about money growing up? Because that was that was enlightening for me too, because since I was very young, I wanted to be rich. I was focused on money. Um, and that wasn't necessarily other people's uh, priority. And so it's very easy to say, well, why are you so focused on this? It's not as important. Um, and for me, it was, hey, I want, I want to be able to provide these things because to me, money is about being able to provide for people to be able to contribute for people. That that was huge. I wanted my own safety net so that so often it would give me the opportunity to to catch people, catch catch people that I love, catch people that I care about, catch people that had incredible opportunity and I wanted to give them a leg up. So much of it is around is around that for me. It's not because people are necessarily greedy or when is enough enough? Well, the answer is if you're doing really great things, when is it ever a good time to stop doing really great things? So as we change our relationship with money, as we start to understand it better, we're starting to detangle it, let's establish some new truths around money. So I go through this process with people and I have them establish a new truth. Some, some people call it incantations, some people call it mantras, or just a saying. A saying that you tell yourself about money because there's stuff that you currently tell yourself about money. Maybe there's never enough or um, I work with some people that are, are very wealthy, and some of them feel ashamed that they're wealthy. And so from an outsider, people go, oh, man, they, they've got it worked out, man. They've got so much going on. But in actuality, they're not truly living their best lives because they've got shame around money. And I'm just saying, guys, let's just leave it all at the door. Like, stop carrying that bag. It's so much easier if you just dropped it at the door and say, all right, that was last year. This is the new me doesn't carry that huge baggage anymore. The new me is just going to live into what the truths are that I say are truth because we do get to create our reality. We get to shape our own human experience. So what's some new ways that we can look at money? Let me tell you some of the ones that I heard today. So we've talked about some of the more negative ones. Well, let's talk about some of the good ones. Um, one of the people that I work with uh, said that, Money flows easily to me. And that's a common one I've heard. Money flows easily to me. I like that. It's just coming to me. Here it comes. Or money's already on its way to me. I like that too. Now, if you want to make it more focused to contribution, it's 
I love money because it allows me to contribute to the world more fully. Another one was, I love money because it allows me to take care of my family in wonderful ways. I had one guy that I worked with that uh, mentioned, uh, um, I'm getting richer by the minute. That was his idea. So is he? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he is. But if he's focused on the lack mentality, if he's focused on um, the scarcity, then that's where he'll stay. So instead he just says, man, I'm just getting richer by the minute and I'm going to do all these amazing things with my money, but it's already coming to me and I'm going to take care of my kiddos and I'm going to do these amazing trips and I'm going to do all these fantastic things with it. It's, it's already on its way for me. And so he's using the law of attraction to really embrace his saying around money. The last one I'll share is money affords me the opportunity or money allows me to provide a phenomenal life for my family. So what can you do today? Let's grab a pen. If you're driving, pull over. I'll wait. But write this down. What are my current beliefs about money? What was I taught or modeled about money? And what is an even better belief around money? And I'm not saying yours was a bad belief or, or lacking. Let's just say, how can we make that belief even better? So wrapping this up, today we're working on detangling our relationship with money, simplifying it, making it the relationship that we always deserved with money. It's not complicated. We're not mad because five years ago we didn't take out the trash or he's mad because you always want to have the deep talks late at night. No, we don't have any of that. We can just leave that all at the door. Let's simplify it. Let's simplify, clean up our relationship with money so it can be a great and wonderful relationship that we don't have to feel bad about, we don't have to feel shame about, that we can feel amazing about and excited about the opportunity. So do these exercises, guys. Even if you're just doing it in your car, you're saying it out loud, let's detangle our relationship with money and walk through those steps on how to strengthen our relationship with it and wrap our love and arms around it because we can look at it differently. And as we look at it differently, it makes it so much easier to start bringing in those Benjis. Like it just makes it more simplified and we feel better about it when we feel like we're worthy of it, when we feel like it's okay to want that. And once we get it, we start contributing and doing great things with it. It's work. Yeah. But you're worth it. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, leave a review, subscribe, and help us all get connected. Hit me up on Instagram at aprilgarcia underscore the spark, or check me out at thesparknow.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then... Make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.